Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Self Deaf Sundays, the podcast. Do 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 do. really clear that some of the learnings from this book has really helped bring so it gives you like a high level summary of everything that this guy had figured out the power of this subconscious mind and suggestions i'm so excited to have another guest today who is with me who is kane yay oh kanye okay <laughs> <laughs> kanye. kanye yeah he, he's literally his name is literally kane but then I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, is it Kanye? Like, I'm actually studying with Kanye. <laughs> like, this is special. <laughs> I but... think it's the spelling, that's why. Exactly. It's because it's spelled K-A-Y-N-E. Yeah. But obviously, Kanye is Y in the end, swapped around. Yeah, some so people actually mistake, mistake you for that, right? Yeah, 100%, yeah, 100%. But yeah, I'm so excited to have Kane here with me because um, we, I don't know, like we met at first year of uni, right? Like we, So we went to uni yeah. together. That, that must be like nearly over six, seven years ago now, right? How crazy is that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's very Coming up to back. seven years, yeah. Because uh, we both did our placement year as well. And yeah, we met at uni and we, we always just like hung around in the same group. And like, um, I think like after uni and going to Hong Kong with the school project together, like just a really good friend of mine. And after we graduated as well, we've got a little group going and then, you know, we just all love traveling and, and, just like being children and we were like talking yeah. about it earlier like every time we're together like we just end up like not talking about, like we're just children aren't we even though we're yeah, like yeah the awesome thing is yeah the awesome thing is how we're all working in london together just meet up after work for drinks and you know just meet up on weekends it's just yeah it's awesome exactly awesome just exactly just proper good vibes and i'm just really excited to have you here to kind of share your tales and your stories and just to kind of get your perspective on like your life as well and because the whole pre- premise of the show is ordinary tales and extraordinary dreams so really understanding your humble beginnings kind of like how you grew up but also things you want to achieve in the future and because we both came from the same kind of degree like we both studied computing at uni um we are both in the tech world and this is the kind of stuff that we talk about all the time but i'd love to kind of hear your angle on that as well so so excited to have you here and for people that don't know you do you maybe want to start off with your name age and occupation yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll start off. So uh, my name is Kane Goes. Um, my occupation is a senior digital consultant. Um, so I currently work at Oracle and I am 26 years old. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Earlier when I asked him, like, you're going to be t- saying your name, age and occupation, he, his eyes just went like that. <laughs> He's like, how old am I? <laughs> <laughs> I do actually calculate because like, yeah, once you go past 21, you need to actually think about your age. Yeah you sometimes forget so you're, you're in denial <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but yeah obviously that's what you do for a living and you know like you mentioned you work in London and you come from the tech world but I guess like to understand you a bit more um I, I actually want to understand like you know what like what would you say your key drivers and motivation are in like everything you do in your life like why do you do what you do yeah of course yeah I mean just to also add on to the previous point um so my main specialty is is developing enterprise grade uh, web and native applications. So kind of the web applications used by um, by companies for their employees, etc., um, such as that. In terms of my main motivators, um, I would say my main motivator has always been financial stability. Mm. So I've always wanted to basically not worry about where the next paycheck is coming from. So mm. for example, in the worst scenario, I'm being laid off for my job. I don't need to worry about it for the next six to uh, uh, six months to a year, and mm. and just a tying with that is family is really important to me. Um, so 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 when I was growing up, I always saw uh, kind of my mom and dad obviously working very hard to kind of you know get a mortgage to kind of um, you know get a house, and I've always kind of seen okay, I want to be there for them when when I grow up to basically help them with stuff. Mm. So. So, so yeah, so basically just having that, you know, be comfortable with the amount of money I get so I can help them or travel or, you know, just wanting to be the best of myself, basically. Mm. So it was just like many factors which which had the main motivation to say, okay, you need to do well at uni and then find an awesome job and then and push from there. Mm, definitely. I love that. And I think like from the financial stability point of view, did you always have that driver or was it like, a certain point like, I'm sure when you were two you weren't like I want to be fine <laughs> do you know what yeah. I mean like you, you're yeah, not worried yeah. about this thing right so like I want to understand you know what experiences apart from like you said like looking at your family like you know what else 
why else did you want to do that in a way right and and yeah, when did yeah, you realize yeah. that yeah so um i would say to put it back to um just before um just before i uh, when i did my internship mm. um so so before that i always had kind of a, a vision to you know you see this guys you know on um are going to bank with their suits and their nice briefcases and you're like you know what i want to be like that one day mm-hmm. and and that's always been a motivator for me to you know i want to be in that position where you know go to central London, nice suit go to meetings blah blah it's just that kind of vision you want to have about yourself mm-hmm. um and when i achieved that you know eg just like you know internships stuff like that I was like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Although nowadays a key driver of what you're wearing isn't that of a big deal because a lot of people, you know, who wear suits doesn't, uh, doesn't mean they're very successful. But, uh, but that was the kind of uh, image I kind of had in my head. Um, and then, you know, once I got back from, from my internship, um, uh, back to uni, I was just like, yeah, this is, this is what I want to do. And I really pushed the last year to make sure I got, got that first, right? Because that was okay. the most important thing at the time. And then um, a, a very hard thing was was actually finding a job after that because you know how competitive the market can be, mm. and you never let it, you know let it get you down if you don't get the first um, the first job you apply for. You just have to kind of try, try and get um, try again, and and the right one is waiting for you. Mm-hmm. And once you get that, you know that's your first step to get into that industry. And and once you've made that first step, you should not have a problem with getting a job after that. Exactly. Yeah. And I think I can definitely relate to you in terms of like having that vision of where you want to work because I initially had that vision of, you know, like wearing my heels and like using my laptop, like dressing <laughs> nice. And I got that when I did my placement year as well. And I think that kind of just firmed it. Like I want this to be my life. And it's crazy, right? Because I think before uni, I would have never known the how, but I think, would you say like getting that taste to kind of fired your motivation kind of even more, right? To be like, okay, this is definitely yeah. what I want to do. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah, during in, um, during my internship, one, it, it kind of it kind of you know set the expectation where I had that vision of me in a suit going to work. I did that, mm. so that was an amazing thing. And then uh, seeing that the, you know the uh, the financial gain of just an internship was mm. just like, whoa! I'm getting paid this much as an intern. Just imagine how much more I could get paid if you know uh, once I got into the, into the industry. Oh, so, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And I mean, tech's where it's at, right? That's where the <laughs> big dollar, that's we're there. <laughs> dollar, dollar bill. So we picked the right industry, didn't we? We were <laughs> <laughs> we done well. And it's so funny because I don't know if you always had a desire to be in that tech world. I don't know, like, you know, what made you go there. But for me, like, I didn't even know, like, you know, it was up and coming. I just remember, like, loving IT at school and college. And then it just happened to be a very up and coming industry. It's like yeah. the, universe, the universe had my back, you know? <laughs> yeah. So for you, oh, no, yeah, it, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. What was yeah, it? What was it like for you? Like, did you always kind of have that, or? Yeah. So yeah. So I've always kind of been been with there with computers, more of the hardware side though. So like, mm. when I was um when I was growing up, my mom my mom and sister went for this kind of IT kind of course. Like I'm talking about basic, like Word, Excel, you know that mm. kind of stuff. And that was when I was eight years old. So so I joined them as well. I was just like, why not? Just do it. And mm. I passed the uh, course with them. So oh, was, is that it, you? and I was eight years old so I was just like okay this is this is actually fun you know it's quite quite easy yeah and then and then kind of like on the back of that I used to like you know fix computers like hardware stuff mm-hmm. so when I was like nine, nine ten mm. uh and then and then I always kind of had an interest in that and I was very like you know tech savvy where I knew kind of what to do mm. um so then during my um uh, what's it called when in year 10 you have like a two-week work, work experience. experience yeah yeah yeah. Mm. yeah yeah so so uh, so my work experience was at this uh medium-sized tech company called Transputech, um mm-hmm. and basically the, uh, their whole kind of model was was uh, buying ibm servers which were like um, you know quite quite minimal and then upgrading them and selling it on to businesses mm-hmm. so during that i actually worked with upgrading um ibm servers like literally the hardware and i nice. love that although it was yeah. the, the hardware side i still love the whole kind of it um you know yeah. like kind of you're, scene you're so living I, up to that oh. indian stereotype <laughs> <laughs> yeah <isn't> it? <laughs> it's in your blood <laughs> yeah from a tech in it yeah, yeah so, so that's so, when it was yeah, like yeah. the motivation and then that was like okay i want to pursue it more and then you know what made you choose bristol is it because it was close to swindon or 
Yeah, that's actually a good point. So, so I, so being in London almost all my life, I, I wanted to see how it was outside of London. Mm. Right. Oh, I yeah, moved, of course, you're not from Swindon. I don't know why. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, from London. So, like, Northwest, um, mm. like Arrow at, at the moment. But yeah, I wanted to see how it was being outside of London, right? Mm. So, you know, it's, it, it's a bit cheaper, the rent and stuff like that. So, I thought, okay, it, it might be a good experience. Um, so, when I first moved to Bristol from, for university, um, I was like, whoa this place is way too quiet. This is a complete... It was like a countryside for you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I started regretting it, like, a bit. <laughs> but yeah, I was just like, oh, shit. Like, I feel is. like that's the thing about coming from London, right? As soon as you move out of London, everything's dead. <laughs> In it, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, but, but then uh, what I found out is I was on the wrong side of Bristol. That's why it was so quiet. Actually, mm. Bristol City Centre is pretty decent. Like, yeah, and it's the people quiet. that you meet in it. You, you hadn't met us in the beginning of the year. Yeah, it was a bit dead. So, uh, but then, but then, as I got into your kind of like first year, start meeting people and stuff like that. Then it was just fun. So, mm. I guess it all comes down to a, a place is as good as the people you know in that place. Mm-hmm. So, like, London could be absolutely, like, boring if you don't know the right people there. Mm. So, yeah, people are a massive motivator in kind of any uh, place you you want to go to, really, or even make friends there, so... Yeah, that's very true. I mean, you could be the in the most amazing city, but if the people around you are dead, like it won't, you won't have fun. But then sometimes, like when you're with your close mates, like us, right? When we're like together, we don't need much. <laughs> yeah, we actually don't need much at all. We just we need... could be in some some, some broke ass pub, and we could still like have. A... We'll have fun. Uh, yeah, just roasting uh, each other, yeah, especially about yeah, especially about Nad's twitching eye. Inside <laughs> a joke. <laughs> if you know, you know, in it. You know, you know. I'm loyal. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, let's not roast Nad. Let's not get into that. He, he's not even here to defend himself. But yeah, I think um for the people listening, yeah, like when we are together, like I think our friendship was born out of roasting each other. So I think it's not for the faint-hearted, right? Like we we can give it, but we can take it as well, you know. Of course. Yeah. Definitely. But yeah, I think you're right. Like in terms of everything that you said, it's like being in a place where you are around with the right people that can let you be like your best version of yourself kind of thing right so yeah I think that gives like a good summary of like you know what drives you like you started off by talking about wanting that you know financial stability and that could be from like um to do things that you love doing um you know looking at your family as well and also like things like traveling right I know that traveling is a huge thing for you like this guy's Instagram handles King Goes Traveling, but not at the moment (laughs) (laughs) obviously with COVID we we joke about it and we say King just goes home (laughs) Yeah, I think, yeah, I think I might change my handle to King Goes Home at the moment because no one is able to travel at the moment, but yeah. yeah. I mean, like, obviously, that's quite a big motivation for you as well. And like, you know, that's your key driver. And I think that that once again, I think I can relate to that as well. Like, why do we work? Why do we make money is to have that good life and also at the same time, not be too stingy. Like, I mean, there are some people that accumulate their wealth and they don't, they don't do anything with it or like they're not living their lives or having these good experiences. But I think for you as an individual, you're a very like adventurous guy as well, aren't you? Yeah. 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 It's definitely like on that point, it's, it's very important to have a, a good work life balance. It's not all about work, work, work. You need mm. to think about, you know, you sh- yes, you should be kind of working and investing your money correctly, but at the end of the day you need to also live your life you can't just like forever work you know exactly yeah and I think that's exactly what like we I think I practice like you practice as well like as hard as we work like we know how to have fun like we know how to treat ourselves and like especially when you're going away in countries and stuff like we don't want to limit ourselves like oh my god have I got enough budget because that's not a fun thing like when you go out and travel like you want to make the most of it don't you yeah, of course, but but yeah, on that point, when we come back from our holiday, we do we do realize, <laughs> oh crap, we gotta spend way too much. That's <laughs> the thing. Really that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like we can get into our travels in a bit, but I guess like that's a good segue into the second question, which is all around like I want to understand, you know, it was has there been like one kind of event or an experience or a project that happened that has happened in your life that has made you to be who you are today? So I don't know, that could be like a country you vis- visited or a project that you did. You're like, oh my god, like if that wasn't that didn't happen I wouldn't be where I am today kind of thing you know what's the first thing that comes in your mind hmm. on that point oh, I'm trying to think back actually so kind of the, like like one project which basically defines you or, or something that defined you 
yeah like it could be project could be an event you know when you were younger or like an experience you're like oh my god like I don't know like maybe like you went traveling for the first time you're like oh my god like I want to do this forever kind of thing you know it's oh like yeah one thing that happened yeah, yeah, yeah of course life. of course yeah yeah so um I would I, I would personally have to say our holiday to Thailand um, really that's like, a recent yeah, yeah, one in your whole life like, yeah yeah honestly because so so that that basically led me on to to basically say this is what I want to kind of do I want to travel more often mm. because before that I had not have um you know been on a kind of holiday like 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 Thailand like where it was like crystal clear blue waters beautiful like sunshine jumping into the you know scuba diving the amount of stuff we did on the holiday was insane right mm-hmm. and and that was one thing that actually after that holiday I was just like what are we doing like I want to be traveling like every three to six months, you know, four times a year at least, because it was just a life-defining moment where I was like, yeah, work hard, travel, work hard, travel, you know. Oh my God, like that holiday was hands down the best time ever. Like it was nearly two years ago now and it was like a group of us, right? There was like six, seven of us all together. And Kate, like we planned it all. And like, I think we had a lot of anticipation as well because everyone that went like um with such like travel people and like we love adventures mm-hmm. and like it was just no bad vibes at all and like we had planned it from the beginning and like Kane was like the main um organ not organizer but like he paid for everything but we realized it's for his amicables I'll pay for it I'll pay for it and then little did we know we're like because obviously it's, to be fair it's easy like, I'm glad that you did that because you were like the main person that booked everything and like every time we go somewhere like he's the guy that organizes shit like you're always like on the go like we even gave you a little name it was like a nepalese term like tuk-tuk-e. oh no it was um <laughs> it was or something like that yeah because right? yeah. you're always like he, he can't ever chill he's always like on the go but i think you need someone like that when you go on a holiday like that but honestly i agree that like, hands down the best time ever and um, it's yeah. interesting how you like said that holiday out of all the other ones because i'm you know you've traveled a lot you've been to places when you're younger but it seemed like that uh maybe that uh, country and that you know maybe like the group of people once again has really helped yeah i think it was a combination of the group of people and just that country how beautiful it is and and how diverse as well right yeah and that kind of holiday i've never had before where it was uh you know the whole beautiful landscapes jumping into uh crystal clear waters um, like as I was saying, scuba diving and and what else did we do? We zip lining. Um, yeah, we were so on the go every end. single day, so that's the reason why we spent yeah. so much. But I wouldn't yeah. like every single penny was so worth it because those are the memories that will be taken to our deathbed. You know. Yeah, hundred percent. And yeah, exactly. And you're, not, you're never going to forget those memories. But just to add as well, um, I didn't pay for everything. I paid for it into my credit card, and then they transferred me the money. Right? <laughs> Let's play that. Don't worry. Out. Don't worry. Kane isn't actually a sugar daddy. Don't worry. We 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 transfer the money. Yeah, <laughs> I love how you. Yeah, I was just wanted to make, it sh- make sure that people got that across. <laughs> no, no, no. Kane only paid for it. He, he made it sound like he paid for it in the moment, but we'd be paid him back. Don't worry. <laughs> We're all yeah. working individuals. Like, we, we can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, so no, but like. It was, I just, it was definitely a life defining moment where I was just like, I want to travel for the rest of my life. I yeah. want to make sure I travel at least two thirds of the world before I retire. Yeah. I think the, the thing about Thailand as well was like, we had our adventurous days, but we had our chill days as well. And we kind of um, appreciate everyone for like doing what they want to do. Cause sometimes the boys wanted to go out and the girls want to stay in and that's completely fine. Right. It's like, take it at your own pace. And everyone was so like, just do your thing. But I think the one underlying thing was that we were all up for the adventure. We were all like loads of funny moments and like, you know, we were traveling in all sorts of vehicles. Like, do you remember? Yeah. <laughs> Two and a yeah. bus and a van. <laughs> we had a bus, yeah. <laughs> Two buses and five uh, vans later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was, that was okay just on that note is you know and the thailand note is well, what's that one memory that you're like that's that sticks out to you i know it's hard because every single but it's like what part of thailand also and also what like moment or experience that sticks out to you from that trip actually that's actually easy because i've thought about this previously right mm. and it was when we um so it was funny enough your birthday yeah, Phuket. So, so, yeah, so when we got to Phuket, we reached at like some ridiculous time. 2 a.m. Like in the morning or something, yeah. Yeah, something like that, right? 
and we got to this Airbnb, which kid you know was an amazing Airbnb. It was like it was like yeah. a million, um, yeah, millionaire's house, right? Oh, so we got there, and you know, you had your surprise, and then we all jumped in the pool and we chilled to like five a.m. Uh, in the infinity pool. Oh and my was, goodness! Uh, and and yeah, and also the deep conversations, kind of like some of us had with each other, just about life, and this is where we want to be in our lives. It was just like that. That memory kind of has engraved um yeah in my mind kind of as, i as love that moment. Yeah. yeah i mean like it's so hard to pick a moment like for me every single moment was so priceless but you're right like that place was just like insane like because we've been traveling for a while like we had we started in bangkok the, the, the hotel that was fine the chiang mai one is a bit shitty and then like i think we went to phuket after and like that airbnb was otherworldly like we had a the beds were so comfy like it was just like heaven wasn't it and like the context the people and the the surprise and like you're right like it was just like we i think all of us just felt like in that moment like we've kind of made it in a way like not made it but like it's like you know we worked hard we paid for it and it's like that moment it's just you can't even explain it with words can you yeah it was yeah it was just it was just a life reflecting moment really Mm. it was just like um, a serenity and you know just like good vibes just, yeah just good vibes and everything yeah. the only thing I didn't like about it was I know we don't complain but the only thing I don't like about it which which everyone knows about me is the geckos <laughs> <laughs> so one thing about Kane is yeah he, he he's he's like scared of geckos and lizards in general right it's so funny because yeah. all the guys like Simo is so scared of bees Nad's so scared of like dogs and and Kane <laughs> is scared of geckos, but you got so scared. But do you remember? I think was it in um, one of the places we actually we made you hold it, and we were like facial fears. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah! You guys didn't make me hold it. You told the guy to put it on me, and I was just like, I was just sat there like that, like like all scared, and it's just right on my chest. And like looking at me, I'm like, what the hell? Breathing so... heavily, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! We also pranked Kane. We got um these like <laughs> hair clips that was like geckos and we tried to attach it in your bag but that didn't that wasn't a success was that, it no nah, that didn't nah, that didn't really scare me because i knew it was fake yeah. the only the, the prank you guys did do which which was a bit terrifying was the snake one in uh <laughs> Yeah, we that convinced, we convinced Kane that there was a snake in the house and the house was like a tree house as well wasn't it so it was realistic yeah. and you sh- you shot yourself <laughs> no 100 i was like i was like where's the snake <laughs> like, he was on edge uh, the whole time someone, like like seriously i'm not sleeping here <laughs> yeah, it was so funny wasn't it yeah, that it was, was like that was such good memories and yeah we definitely do it again and we were actually planning on going somewhere this year but i know yeah. i mean do you know what the best part of the whole thing is that it's just the beginning like that was our first like taste of that part of the world like you know as a group of friends and i know that it's only going to get better from now right and we've exactly. got plans to travel to south america like our core group and what yeah. I love about that group is like, even though we're doing our own thing in our lives, we've all got partners, most of us. Um, <laughs> That's why I, I'm loyal. <laughs> we're all like, we do our own thing. But then when we do come together, it's just like, we can just be ourselves. And I think like, yeah, I'm sure we will travel in so many more places in the future, see the world. And I'm just excited to like learn and grow and like, you know, live make those memories like with our core group and each other as well right yeah yeah we yeah we all have our personal lives but when we come together it's just it just clicks it does yeah real recognize real (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah definitely but yeah i think like that gives a good summary into your ordinary tales and i love like reminiscing those memories as well because yeah like we said it's nothing but like good times and it's so fun to look back at as well but I think going looking at the podcast, like that was the first half of the podcast, which is all around your ordinary tales. Like we've got to know you, what your day job is, and like, you know what drives you, and your motivations, and also that memory. Because when I think of Kane, I think of traveling, and I don't know if it's because of the Instagram, but like I think I just like associate you with traveling, and you know that's your personal brand. Um, but mm. I think like now let's move on to the second half of the podcast, which is all around the extraordinary dreams part, which is all around your future things you want to do. Um, so I'm going to ask you this one question, and then we can kind of go with the flow if that's okay. But my question to you now, Kane, is what do you want your legacy to be? Ooh, that's Ooh. A, that's. A- big question yeah. yeah i mean yeah so in terms of my legacy so um, like all of us are always looking to kind of make a mark on the world right we mm. we, we want to leave something behind and my main uh, my main thing is is um 
is is whatever we do we want to leave an impact on everyone who we touch yeah. um so so in terms of my legacy i want to have something that i can pass on to my kids whether it's a a um a business or life experiences or something like that, uh, you know um i want to try and make sure i start a business so i can kind of pass on to my um uh, you know to my kids and that's something i am currently looking into um just to kind of touch on it um uh, during these times you know with covid um there could be something that can be done to help small and medium sized businesses to mm-hmm. uh, to essentially save the economy mm-hmm. so that's what i'm currently looking at, like me and a, a couple of friends are cu- are currently looking into to try and um uh, try try and come up with some ideas to help businesses basically survive mm-hmm. in the in the so mm-hmm. just to touch on it and not to go into too much detail yeah that's 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 what i want to try and leave behind to try and help the community basically with that yeah definitely and i think that makes sense and i don't know if it's like the because we come from the tech world and and maybe it's just the group of people that we're in like i think all of us have that kind of entrepreneurial kind of spirit within us like we've all got successful kind of jobs in our career and you know we can all kind of carry on with that climb the ladder and make it there but i think like you said like all of us like we we want to find that other thing that we want to like give back and find that side passion that we're like oh my god like you know that's your kind of mark on the world so it's interesting how like you've got that desire and i think allah mentioned earlier on like now to susie myself like we all have that day job we've all graduated but now we're looking at that side thing which is like what what else can we do so it's interesting how you said that as well and and i'm sure that if you look back at you know where we are now and things we're going to do in the next 20 30 years our careers are only getting started and going back yeah. to the key desire around being financially stable mm-hmm. you know if something does launch then that you're going to accelerate that right and as a result like you're going to have more of your life to once again travel and give back so yeah i think it may definitely make sense and i think from your point of view like what else will you do to kind of bring that to life apart from you know carrying on with your role and like focusing on this business like in terms of what you said around like making that mark on the world like how well, how do you actually plan on and um, doing that so yeah so um within our kind of um you know group of guys who i've uh, uh who were basically like looking to start this business with um we are we set each other accountable for certain stuff to mm. basically get done right and the plan is um you know our main jobs is our main jobs but our plan is to eventually you know in 5 years time where do we want to be really do mm. we want to you know it's um it's something that we can try and you should never be afraid of failing mm-hmm. always try um and in 5 years time we've either gained a bunch of skills and lost a, a bit of money or middle case scenario uh you know we we leave our current jobs and we you know we go and um and work full time and make uh, quite a lot of money and, and help a lot of people mm. uh, with a business idea best case scenario it could be worth millions could could be something that that uh, that can be uh, super successful and and you know uh, help a lot of people and also be that that dream job that bit, uh, where we can basically you know carry on the business and travel the world with it mm. that's kind of what I want to leave behind and any and, and that's a only way we can actually do it by by actually starting our own business or or you know in, in, uh, using your main job you can't really be you can be successful but you can't retire for example in 10 mm. years time on your main job is very unlikely but the uh, uh, the best thing is to basically try and start a business and and do something about it yeah definitely and i think this is something a lot of people our age are thinking right now because we can work for a company or we can do our side hustle and then um you know hopefully that turns into a success and i think i was going through that debate myself um i actually did a talk at work where i thought that it was either choosing your day job or it was choosing your side hustle um i thought it was black or white but what i realized is they actually work hand in hand um so like you said while you're trying to launch your business you still got a day job where it's paying your bills and you've got that safety net like you said you know you want to have that 6 to 1 year kind of cushion is just in case something happens but at the same time you're kind of building your skills in this other thing as well and i think it all goes down to finding that passion and that drive mm-hmm. and not making it feel like a chore and i think that's something i've learned as well as like with my you know self to sundays and the podcast is like 
it's not a full-time job but you know I love doing it and I think one thing I've realized is that my day job helps me be a better host in my podcast and my by doing this it actually helps me with my job so it's like in terms of finding that happy medium how can you uh, get the best of both worlds and then the plan is to eventually have this side hustle as a full-time gig right Uh, to, to turn it into something more but I think it's that transition phase would you say yeah yeah so like um like everything you said is 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 one hundred percent true right at, at the end of the day you you want that safety net of your full time job and and then you know try to to push your side hustle and and when your side hustle gets to the point where you know it's sustainable, then you can look to put your full time in it mm. but but one thing just to add to that is is with your side hustle you're gaining skills that is mm. going to help you in life in general mm. right? so everything you put in. Like even with your actual main job, right? Mm. Even though you do extra time in your main job and your side hustle, you're gaining skills which you're not going to lose. Mm. Uh, like for me, I always see, you know, the like yourself as a like when you're born, you're blank canvas, and mm. every all experiences and everything you learn is adding to your skill base, right? Mm. And then when it and then uh, and when it gets to the time where you know like you're doing your side hustles you've learned all those skills and 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 even if your business fails you've gained all the skills which will help you succeed in the future yeah. so like iterative process of always or of always kind of adding to yourself adding to your skill base is is how i see myself iterative process i think i'm not sure if you know like agile, agile process <laughs> yeah exactly with like uh with like development like uh, software engineering uh, we have something called the iterative process, which is all around the, the agile kind of uh, principles where, you know, you have a product which is bare bones and then you constantly add to it to improve it. And that's what you should see yourself as. Mm-hmm. You're a product, right? You're, you're adding to your skill base iteratively. Yeah, I think that's so true. And I think that's really good link because obviously the whole page is around self-development and yeah. what you said, it touches on exactly that. And I think we can look at ourselves, like you said, like a blank canvas um, but also we can look at us as like those app updates, right? Do you know, <laughs> iOS has those updates. If we look at our life, you know, we've had to update, like we've had to grow, like we've had to go through hardships. Like you said in the beginning, when we were looking for jobs, we've got a lot of no's in our faces. Like we, we know that, right? We, we had to go through all of that. But then it's like, okay, we have those bugs and those fixes that we need to happen. But then the yeah. next time you launch yourself, it's like, oh, it's an updated version of myself, right? Yeah. So I think it's a really interesting way of looking at it, right? Because, yeah, we are a product. And like you mentioned, it's like, what can you learn and what skills can you gain? Because mm-hmm. so often when people think of side hustles, they think that I need to make an income. It needs to be a profitable thing. And obviously, if it does work out that way, good on you. That's great. But then a lot of the times it's actually building that foundation, building yourself more than anything. Um, and then that comes naturally in the future, right? So I think it's understanding that difference as well. So yeah, I think that makes complete sense. Yeah, definitely. Up- upgrade yourself. Upgrade <laughs> like, yourself. Well, yeah, that can be a slogan, you know? Yeah. Upgrade yourself. Yeah. And then like, you could have like a little like app updates logo. I'm already thinking about the promo I'm going to do for this. <laughs> like turning into like hardware. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, like... Um, so, like, when you first launch your, um, launch your, you know, self-dev Sundays, I was at the time in my career where, I think it was a year back, right, approximately? Mm, yeah. So, I was at the point where, obviously, I was, I was still, you know, learning a lot within my role, so I didn't have a chance to kind of self-dev, right? Mm. And when you brought, that, brought the whole, you know, idea of self-dev Sunday, I loved it because it actually pushed me to, to, you know, think about it, and then, mm. and then it basically made me, you know, Actually, every Sunday, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look to do something that is going to add to my skill base or help me progress in my career, um, whether it's, you know, work-life career or, you know, a side hustle. And, and, and yeah, so thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that because, yeah, because you're right. I did, I did launch it in 2019. So that was like yeah. literally a year ago. And then I, I went through a little bit of a spell of not doing much, but then I took that time to really think about what I want to do. And then now because of lockdown, I do have a lot of time. And I think you're right. Like sometimes it's not a direct kind of impact, but it's like if someone can think of self-development and especially Sundays, right. To kind of have it in the back of your mind. It's like, what can I do today to upgrade myself or fix that bug? <laughs> Cause I'm sure we all have things to improve within ourselves. Right. It's a continual inter- iterative process. Like you said, what skills can I learn? How can I give back? And, 
I think at the end of the day, I really like the blank canvas um, analogy that you used because by the end of our lifetime, that canvas is going to be full of memories, experiences, hardships, goods and the bads. But I think as long as your canvas is colourful with lots of stuff in it, you've done your job. So I think it's like a very like metaphorical thing. Ooh, I'm like a yeah. poet. <laughs> <laughs> you do, you honestly yeah, do. yeah. No, it's true though isn't it because it's like starting with a blank canvas and like no matter what the picture is as long as it's got bright colors and you've got different colors i think that's the key takeaway if you look yeah, at definitely. our lives and, and, yeah definitely and, and i and i think one thing you know we should touch on is uh, i think a lot of people you know they find it hard to find the motivation sometimes right to mm-hmm. actually start something new because mm. either they're afraid of failure or you know they don't they 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 find it it's going to take too, way too long to kind of uh you know be good at so they just put it off mm. and I, th- I think i think it uh, this is quite similar to you know when uh, when someone um tries to lose weight for example or, or get into shape mm. right it, because they try to do too much at once it's hard to kind of sustain mm-hmm. and it's hard to actually you know follow through with it so so like if anyone is looking at this as you know they want to start something they want to learn a new skill how can I actually do it and be successful with it? Start by just saying an hour a week every Sunday and put it in your diary so you, so you make sure you hold yourself accountable to that. Mm. Even also tell uh, your family member, you know, you're going to be doing this uh, during this time so you can hold yourself accountable so they can actually ask you, did you actually do it? And once you do that every, um, every week, one hour a week, increase it, increase it, increase it week on to week and see how you progress because because that's I think the best way to start off small don't try and don't try and take on too much at the start because you mm. just you literally just put it off and you'll be like I can't do this anymore yeah of course I think it's like change, trying to change your behavior overnight which is never a good idea but like you said it's like uh, promising to yourself to do something like something so small right like even so little as like maybe I'll just watch a new TED talk video right or like something yeah that you enjoy like you know what works for you doesn't work for me or vice versa so it's like what find out that one thing that works for you and I think this reminds me of like this could be applied in other scenarios as well because I used to have sugar with my tea (laughs) and uh, it'll make sense don't worry my context I get it I get it I used to have sugar with my tea yeah I used to put two sugars and obviously like I, my manager in when my in my old company, my, when I used to work in the pharmacy, he used to say, like, oh, you don't need sugar. And I used to be like, oh, like, how could you have tea with no, with no yeah. sugar, right? Yeah. The thing is, if I had my tea with no sugar tomorrow, I would hate that tea. But manager was like, actually, for this week, instead of two spoons, put one and a half. Mm-hmm. And I did that for the whole week. And then the next week, I was like, let me put one. And then, and then the week after, it was half a spoon. And then at the fourth week, I didn't have any sugar. And it didn't feel like a shock to the system. And I think that same analogy can be applied when you're learning a new skill, right? When you're trying to paint your, on your canvas. So how can you kind of um, do something today that your future self is going to thank, but at the same time, I think what you said around accountability, I, th- I really like the tip that you shared around schedule that time on your calendar um, and, and make it a habit because um, I think I read somewhere is like, firstly, you need to have that intent. So that links to the motivation side of things. Then it's the action, which is willing to do it. Then it becomes your, uh, behavior and then eventually that becomes your character so it's like a four-step process so it's like with everything we do in our lives you, you don't change your character overnight it's you know mm-hmm. you start with the intent you change your actions behavior and then your character changes and then before you know it self-development is going to be part of your character right which is what everyone kind of yeah. aspires to be yeah definitely yeah spot on spot on honestly spot on. Spot on, yeah. <laughs> um i love that but yeah i think like just in that as well like the tip that you shared you said that you know you you scheduled that one hour and i think that's a good segue into like the final question of the podcast which is all around is there like that one kind of key recommendation from your part which has really helped you in terms of that development so whether that's learning a new skill or a new programming language or a new book or a podcast or something that you've done that has really worked for you and you're like you know I want to recommend this to everyone so it could even be like a quote you know that you want to share with the people listening or you could maybe throw one or two stuff in there whatever works for you yeah yeah yeah, I, w- I would say I would say one recommendation is is try and find the motivation and and the way I found that motivation of trying doing self dev is one I watch TED talks and also particularly uh, uh, talks about with Elon Musk 
mm. Elon Musk. That's your someone. idol. I remember you told me when yeah. you applied for like your grad program. I remember that. Yeah. yeah, Elon Musk was the guy who had to save on a boat. It's those group activities that you have where you choose um, a person of your idol and you kind of fight for why he should stay on the boat. So it was it was one of the interview kind of group tasks. So yeah, so Elon Musk is is one of the idols and um, for me. And if you see about his work ethic, he works six days a week, um, and very long hours, right? And it was so that was my first motivator. You know, if you want to get somewhere in life, you got to put the work in. And and actually, there's also one more thing where there's this book. I'm not sure what the name of the book is. It might be called Ten Thousand Hours, right? But basically, a key magic number is ten thousand hours. Mm. Ten thousand hours. I'll explain why. So this was told by my sixth form tutor back in the day, and I still remember it. Um, it's all around if you want to be a specialist in whatever you want to do, whether it's sports, uh, learning a new skill, uh, you know, anything else. Um, you need to do it or practice it for a minimum of ten thousand hours. Mm. And that's when you get to the point you're very competitive. So ten to, so ten thousand hours is your is your is your goal if you want to mm. be a, a boss at it, basically. Yeah, that is so true. I love that, and I've actually heard of that. I think um, Bill Gates did the same thing in um in a book called Outliers that I read. It was talking about how Bill Gates put in all those hours, you know, before Microsoft was formed, and the whole section yeah. is called ten thousand hours, and even like Jackie Chan and all these like people that are incredible in their field like Kobe Bryant yeah. like when he was playing basketball when it's just like finding that one thing you love and then putting your work in because like you said I think work ethic beats talent and I think I mentioned this in an episode uh, I did with V as well it's like yeah. you have smart people and you have hard-working people and, oh, yeah. and in the future or like eventually your brain's gonna only get you so far it's the work ethic that comes along with it and I think if you want to be an expert in your field whatever niche that is you need to put mm. your work in right yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, like it, it, yeah, it comes down to you know smartness gets you that far, but um, uh, turning up on time to work, being reliable to your clients, um, uh, putting the work in will get you that much further than than if you don't do that. It's mm. just simple things that uh, that will help your career mm-hmm. rather than not doing them, basically. Yeah, it's literally putting in that work, and I think that could be related to uh, like revising or union stuff as well, like. And nothing easy hard yeah nothing easy is like you it's not handed on your on a silver plate you need to put your work you need to like put yeah. your effort into it and i i guess like from your point of view like you know how do you actually do apply that in you know is there a passion or a field that you are thinking like i want to put in that ten thousand hours or you know yes this- yeah so um so at this moment the kind of you know the working pattern of what i'm currently doing is you know i have my jobs monday to friday and and what i do after work a couple of hours is just um what i'm currently doing is is learning how to build web ab um a web apis using node and express so that is a skill which i'm adding to my portfolio which will which will one enable uh, me to be better in my current job but also in my side hustle job mm-hmm. right that's just a couple of hours just like say two hours um after i finish my main role to kind of learn that as well as um Saturday is more for a rest time for me mm. uh, to recharge, and then Sunday I would do um, a couple a couple hours, even if it's three four hours. You know that's enough. You don't have to uh, see. As I said, you don't have to kind of go for eight hour Sunday days. That's that's a lot because you yeah. also need your time of rest, right? Uh, but yeah, even three four hours, you know, half a day kind of thing to just to kind of learn that. And I'll get to the point where where I'm so comfortable with it where I can actually apply it in the real world environment, basically. Exactly. Yeah. I think you're lucky in the sense that um, you found your side hustle, which uh, is actually, sorry, the skills that you need in a side hustle is actually something you do in your job. So this mm. is like your skill set that you're using to strengthen both part, like both areas. Um, yeah. And, and going back to the 10,000 hour rule, like if you want to be the expert in that web APIs, and I mean, people might not know what web APIs are, uh, but maybe you can give a, <laughs> it's, it's an yeah. IT term, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Application so, programming interface, right? API. Exactly, exactly <laughs> that. No, it's, yeah, it's, it, yeah, just to kind of simplify what it is, is it's it's um it's basically um a piece of code which which gets uh, data from the database, transforms mm. it how you want it, and sends it to the application so it can be displayed on the screen. Mm. That's, that's pretty much it. That's yeah. a simplified way of looking at it, and 
for people that might not know it like you know even when you look i use your website like amazon or um you know when you shop online on commerce or like when you look at information i'm sure there's apis behind the scenes that's getting the information from another database or a system and then presenting you in that format so um i mean we understand it we're like tech geeks so we understand it and we understand the power of it um but i think yeah if it wasn't for apis it's turning into some sort of api appreciation (laughs) if it wasn't for apis like you wouldn't have that bridge so yeah i love that and i think yeah like you mentioned you know if you um gain your skill in that way and in that area and you put in that 10,000 hours. I don't know if you're logging this time anyway. <laughs> 10,000 hours is like you have no, like a time card. <laughs> no, I keep it high level. Like, I keep oh, it high cool. level. Yeah, like, uh, for example, like, I quickly calculated, like, um, you know, I've been working on front-end um, kind of technologies like JavaScript uh, for the past three years, right, in my career. So approximately, say, if I've done, um, you know, it's 20 days in a month. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, within those 20 days um i've worked an average of say eight hours a day and then you times that i'm, I'm at the point where i'm about uh seven thousand something hours no way uh, if you've done the maths that's impressive mate yeah, yeah no, i'm curious i'm curious how far right so yeah, yeah so it's approximately about seven thousand hours so actually three thousand hours and i get to the kind of expert level which, oh. which i've already seen me get in there anyway so i love so, that yeah, yeah, you, you get there before you know. And I think the thing about these kind of things is like you're doing it because you love it. Um, and then over over time, it won't even feel like you're doing it. It'll be fun, right? That's the thing about passion and side hustles is like no one's paying you to do it, but you do it because you find it fun. So I think one of the key takeaways from everything that you said is like find that one thing that, you know, if you get paid for it, great, right? You know, I mean, that's yeah. your job. But at the same time, finding that one thing where you can develop and it won't feel like a chore you're not doing it for anyone else yeah. you're doing it for yourself and also your future business so i'm sure that you know you'll hit that 10,000 mark and beyond um without a doubt and it's not like you stop after 10,000 it's like yep that's no, what no, I'm no, done. No. <laughs> and you forget everything it's an ongoing thing but i think what, yeah, going back to what you said around like the 10,000 hour rule it's just like a framework you can follow to be like kind of push yourself to get there right yeah I know, yeah, um, yeah. I know it sounds a bit cliche, but it's it's literally do what you love. Mm. And sometimes when doing what you love uh, pays the bills, that's what you want. Of course, yeah. And I think sometimes, like with the whole kind of talk I've been doing, like a lot of the things does sound cliche. A lot of the things is like obvious, but we need those reminders, right? Because so, so often, like we just carry on with life and don't reflect on these things but I think that's the reason why we're having this conversation so someone listening could be like actually I need to rethink that or you know we re- evaluate what I enjoy doing so even though it sounds cliche or it's obvious like we need those reminders yeah. like you need those reminders I need those reminders and I think it's obvious but we forget right that's the thing yeah yeah exactly and like <laughs> like what Boris Johnson basically always says about washing your hands we know it's obvious but we're still reminding people right <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because your life is on the line. I mean, Boris is a whole another topic. He doesn't know like what he wants to do. <laughs> wash your hands. Don't wash your hands. <laughs> go yeah, out. Don't go out. I know <laughs> oh, it's so funny, isn't it? But no, I love that. I think that's a good kind of key takeaway, and also like a recommendation from your part, which has really worked for you. So thank you for sharing that. Thank and you. also that brings us to the end of the podcast. So it was oh, really fun like you know just exploring you like i mean like we've known each other for like we said like six seven years and like we've traveled and stuff but i think it's just really interesting to kind of hear about your key motivation why you do what you do and from the beginning where you started off about like having that financial uh, stability and also like your importance of family knowing the right people you know wherever you are whatever you do and then moving on to that one experience that shaped you which is the thailand trip which is honestly Mm. hands down the best trip like i'm like we mentioned that really ignited your key desire to want to travel and it kind of I think you knew it but I think that holiday kind of confirmed it for you didn't it it's like this is what I want to be doing I want to see the world I want to scuba dive and just like live life um I think that was such a good kind of reminder for yourself and also like for people listening that Mm -hmm. traveling like I know traveling is traveling has that perception that everyone does it but honestly like it is one of those things that shapes you in a way right um and also finally moving on to your kind of motivation around 10,000 hour rule you know I think there's a lot we can learn from that and I'm sure that um with your side hustle and your business like we say I say all the time like this is just the beginning like we've 
we've we're only been in our career for a while it's only going to get up from now you know so i'm just excited to see what you do and also the things that you'll achieve and i'm sure we're always going to be in, a, in each other's lives to kind of cheerlead from the side and make more memories so thank you so much for being on the podcast again yeah, thanks yeah <laughs> thanks for that. i hope that was um, a good summary yeah can yeah. i ask you a question um, sure. was there anything that you didn't know about me that you learned during this podcast I think like most of the thing is like we do kind of touch on it anyway but I think the main thing that kind of stuck out to me was um like the self development side of things and what like the blank canvas analogy that you used which I really liked like um I mean we all know like everyone in our friend circles motivated like we all um you know we're all driven we want to give back and do well but I think it's interesting to kind of see what analogy and and motivations that you use so I th- I really like the blank canvas idea and also like your you know how you I never asked you you know why computing um but your story that you shared around when I was eight I helped my mom and my sister out and that kind of sparked that interest for you which you then helped kind of pursue so I think those were those were the two things and also I'm gonna I've also sp- told this to the other guys like I'd love to do like a ten year reunion kind of thing to reflect on this conversation and also see. what else we've done so like, yeah. just think about you know the stuff you're yeah, achieving when you're 36 like that's like time <laughs> i would oh my god you'll be 36 uh, mate yeah i think <laughs> you freaked me out by saying that <laughs> it's going to happen hopefully your hairline's still intact <laughs> not as bad as nads but <laughs> nads is another level but no i'm just excited to see you know what you'll achieve and we'll do a reunion don't worry <laughs> All right, cool. Thank you so much for your time again, Kane, and yeah, look out for the episode. Thank you guys once again for listening to another episode of the podcast. Hope you guys found it as enjoyable as I did recording it. And if you want to share some feedback or show some support, feel free to follow me on at Softf Sundays with a double S on Instagram, and I look forward to catching you same time next week. Thank you. Thank you.